Welcome to the Kyiv Post podcast, where you can tune into stories that give you a deeper understanding of Ukraine. I'm your host, Alina Kent. I'm a multimedia producer and lifestyle journalist here at the Kyiv Post. June, the month of pride, has come to an end. I wanted to give a snapshot of what it is like to be part of the queer community in Ukraine in general. Eastern Europe isn't known for its full openness and acceptance of the LGBTQ community. In fact, it has built quite a reputation for its homophobia. Russia has banned homosexual individuals whose sexuality is enough to convict them of a crime. Ukraine, like many post-Soviet countries, initially inherited all the features of the Soviet regime. It had no tradition of the rule of law or civil society, no respect for human and civil rights, and low tolerance for minorities or dissent. But the country has sought to distance itself and find its own identity. It took the first step by declaring independence in 1991, but really took off after 2014. The internet has helped with progress and has allowed LGBTQ people to date and communicate online rather than risk meeting at undisclosed locations. However, that too has its own risks, with intentional tracking and catfishing of queer people online by homophobic groups or the police, beating up the unsuspecting gay person who thought they were showing up for a Tinder date, which has happened several times in the past. A decade ago, there were no vast open events supporting the LGBTQ community, or open discussion and inclusivity within Ukrainian society. But the situation has vastly improved. The Pride Parade is not exclusive to just Kyiv anymore, and has been held in other cities throughout Ukraine, such as Kharkiv, Odessa, and for the first time this year in Zaporizhia. Ukraine is a really interesting country at this moment in time. We are now going through an express course of tolerance. That was Sofia Lapina, the co-founder of Ukraine Pride, a recently created organization that is advocating for LGBTQ rights through rave protests, parties, and media campaigns. She used to work for Kiev Pride, the organization that started the annual March for Equality and fight against hate crimes towards queer people in Ukraine. Ukraine's Pride Parade, March for Equality, has grown every year before the coronavirus pandemic stopped all mass gatherings and events. The 2019 parade was the largest so far, with around 8,000 people coming together to celebrate and showcase that queer people do in fact exist in Kiev. Those 8,000 people were also surrounded by 15,000 police officers, carefully formed around them in order to prevent homophobic protesters from attacking the attendees like in prior years. Even though it's pride, and you are in all the colours, you are in a police box. Where in other prides you can just show up and wave your hands at children and continue on, you cannot do that here. You come out as if going to war. You walk 300 metres, then everyone quickly gets ready to leave. One famous aspect of Kyiv Pride is its several pages of safety instructions explaining what to bring and how to lead the event safely. This includes bringing medicine and water to wash your eyes out, how to change clothes quickly and take off all memorabilia indicating you were at Pride, and what routes to take through the metro station. For the organizers themselves, it was even more complicated. A special car was waiting for us organizers because we couldn't return home immediately. We would have to drive around the city for several hours to confuse those following us. For part of the way, a police car drives alongside us and then lets us go, and we continue driving on and on and on. And then, within a couple of hours, when we're at the edge of Kiev, we can get out, take a deep breath and start returning home. Due to the coronavirus pandemic, the March for Equality in 2020 was cancelled. Instead, Kiev Pride hacked the famous Motherland Monument by flying drones out with a large rainbow flag, positioning just right so it looked like the 200-foot woman was holding up a rainbow flag for all of Ukraine to see. 
If you cannot be seen, you cannot be heard. It is supposed to be a symbol of victory and protection, but even now in modern Ukraine, human rights are not protected. We had to do something to wake up the society. The statue symbol was suddenly transformed from Soviet values to represent human rights. The media campaign ended up winning silver at the Khan Lion competition. The Kyiv Pride event became visible all across the world. A simple, bold idea proving that Ukraine is ready for change. And over the last two years, Ukraine has really experienced this express course of tolerance, with more and more spaces available for queer people to feel safe in, such as underground raves. Our techno culture uh, in Ukraine helps people, and especially young people, to uh, realize who they are and don't be afraid of who they are and helps to express themselves. That was Yuro Dvizhon, a music video director and LGBTQ activist. So I think Ukraine is getting stronger and, you know, more to- tolerance for different people. I'm happy that I live here and not like in Moscow or Russia or Belarus or other countries like even like Georgia or Kazakhstan. Uh, I hear news and uh, I speak with my friends who live there and the situation is totally different compared to Ukraine. That's why I think we are on the right way. In our previous podcast episode about rising techno and police brutality, we also discuss how the queer community has found a safe space to meet often and not worry about homophobic attacks at these techno parties. Three years ago, when I started to work with events and non-formal events that included LGBTQ-friendly terms or purely LGBTQ events, they were scared. But now the queer accepted events are at the top. And every event is trying to bring that standard to their own event, either by saying they won't accept discrimination, racism and hate speech, or completely orienting their event to LGBTQ culture. I'm also not saying that there are a lot of spaces, but techno events are growing. And as more and more of these events occur, with planes of people flying into Kyiv from Berlin and other parts of Europe every weekend, there's more discourse, conversation and exchange of awareness and information. In a report by LGBT human rights group Nationier Center in 2020, found that over the past nine years, the share of those who claim they do not want gay people as their neighbors decreased from 62% to 45%. Although the pandemic limited the ways Yuta wanted to bring awareness to the LGBTQ community, he was still able to continue his activism by going on several talk shows to start a dialogue. I think uh, it helped some people to understand or realize that and not all gay people uh, look like, you know, they has interpreted through TV shows like many years ago, like uh, that gay people can look totally like other, uh, like straight people on the street. The public response was more than he could have hoped. It was crazy. Like my, when I posted that on my Instagram account, that post was the most likable and the most shareable from all my posts so i reached many many people and uh, i reached many like good comments from different people not only lgbtq or lgbtq friendly i i wasn't expect to get that such a good feedback as i as i got so yeah and uh, that fact has motivated me and i gave another interview on another like TV show about stars, and it was, again, like, I, I got a lot of good comments and, uh, you know, feedback. As Ukraine continues to strive to join the West, it will need to continue to catch up in the sphere of human rights when it comes to the LGBTQ community. 
And as much as there is more cultural exchange and boom than in previous years, there is still a long way to go. It is great to see that there are more and more LGBTQ-oriented events and organizations growing, from the known Kiev Pride to the new Ukraine Pride, which plans on a rave pride at the president's office this summer. So I think Ukraine should show to the world that we have the same equality as other modern and successful countries. Thank you for listening to the Kiev Post podcast. I'm your host, Alina Kent. You can support organizations such as Kiev Pride or Ukraine Pride and their work by following their social media and donating to help their projects. You can subscribe to our podcast on all streaming platforms and follow along on our website. Stay safe, stay home, and subscribe to the Kiev Post.